Today we have on the show Whitney Besant. She's a professional dancer and choreographer. She's worked with artists such as Jennifer Lopez, Cardi B, Prince, Kanye West, and she's also she travels the globe teaching thousands of students <laughs> from different <laughs> studios and schools, and she loves what she does. Mm -hmm. And despite her very demanding career, she, more importantly, is married to the love of her life, Mr. Drew Robinson, and she's excited to be here today to talk about what it takes to balance her <laughs> career and her marriage. Thanks for being yes. here. <laughs> I'm so excited. This oh. is so much fun. This is so cool. This is awesome. Okay, yeah. let's start with the basics. Yes. Uh, who are you married to and what does he do? I am married to Drew Robinson. He is a high school teacher, high school equivalent. He works for a nonprofit charter school in East L.A., and teaches social studies. He's a history major, loves history, teaches the kids, changing the world. Okay. <laughs> Just like really down to earth. Great guy. Yeah. So he does not work in entertainment. No. He is. I'm in like the star filled land and he's like on the ground making the world a better place. <laughs> so yeah. It, very different career paths. Okay. So we're going to get into that later. Yes. Um, so let's take it back to before you met Drew. Okay. Before I met him. Yeah. Oh, well, but actually. I, yeah. We have a complicated little story. That's right. So you guys met young, right? Yeah. He was my, he was actually my next door neighbor when I was little. He was my older brother's best friend. So we're, we have like an age gap. He's seven and a half years old. I don't actually know. He's seven to eight years older than me and was friends with my brother. And we lived in the neighborhood. Like in the same neighborhood, so, so he knew me as like a baby. A, I think <laughs> it was probably like six, okay, five or six. He married his best friend's little, little sister. sister. Oh my gosh! Yeah. <laughs> so, but we had like, I mean, if you think of like your childhood, like friends, like you go on to live like a different life and then you yeah. reconnect. So, right. I knew him, but I was like the annoying little sister, so we weren't like close. He yeah. was just like hanging out at my house. Yeah. And I wanted to hang out, and I was the sister that didn't get invited to hang out. So, okay, yeah. actually, let's keep going with this. Okay, yes. so you went from um, annoying little sister, <laughs> yes, to at what point did you guys start to hang out as friends? So I had already moved to LA. I had started a career. I had he had like we had separated, right? Like there was no yeah. contact. He, I don't even think he was really close with my brother at this point. Um. We connected. He was coming to L.A. and knew that I lived here and come to find out needed a couch to stay on while he was here <laughs> and reached out to me on Facebook as like a friend of the family. He's like, hey, Whit, I know you live in L.A. Like we should meet up. And I'm like, all right, this is random. But yeah, I live here. I ended up not being in town. We kind of kept talking come to find out he was actually coming to LA to interview to be on the bachelorette <laughs> didn't know that he didn't tell me that <laughs> my brother told me that later so he didn't get on the show okay thank goodness <laughs> um but then we kind of just kept talking but it was more so friend zone it okay. wasn't I don't think it, it wasn't rom romantic at all on my end it was more like you're my brother's friend we kind of like had things in common, but it was a friendship more than a relationship for probably like a year and a half. 
okay. or t- two years. We had like relationships that were going on. We weren't even trying to okay. be okay. anything. Yeah. But did it ever cross your mind like, Drew's, um, Drew's kind of attractive. I, al- I thought he was cute when I was five. But, and it just continued to grow. <laughs> he's a really attractive man. I yeah. think he's real cute. He's very handsome. Yeah, I just, oh, he's so cute. <laughs> um, but it did shift after we started talking. It was something that like crossed my mind, but it almost was a little weird to like step into the, hey, my brother's friend is really cute. And I was more focused on my career at the time. And he was living in Utah and I was living here. And there was like, I wasn't about to start a long distance relationship when I was so focused on my career. So it turned into talking when I'd go home to Utah. So we're both from Utah. I'd go home to visit family. We'd randomly maybe see each other or grab a drink or even just hang out. But it was never, it took a while for it to turn like kind of romantic or in any sense of wanting any type of relationship. So it was a lot of friendship talk. Okay. Because from the beginning, he had said he never wanted to get married, never wanted to have kids. And so for me, that's what I wanted. I wanted a family eventually. And so it almost, I was like, okay, big red X, you're not for me. Yes. We'll just talk. This will be friends. And it was, I think it helped. Then we got to know each other on like a base level of no attraction, no future, because I wanted things that he didn't want. So the pressure was kind of like lifted, which I think helped a lot. Yes. Because he, yeah, there was just no pressure. We just became friends. And then it kind of shifted when... I was on tour with Derek and Julianne Huff. We were coming through, like we toured the U.S. And we started, we were talking, but it was still, like we were just friends. There was, he told me about like past girlfriends, like he was in a relationship and I was like rooting for him. When he told me he didn't want to get married, I was like, I don't think people want to end up alone. Even if you don't want to get married, I don't think you want to be alone. So I was rooting for him. Even if it wasn't with me, it was, I hope, I was like, I hope you find someone that like makes you happy. And what's, Weird as I genuinely felt that, even if it wasn't me. And he had he had gotten a girlfriend and they broke up and we were like talking and I was on tour and he randomly texted me. He's not the type of guy that's like, I miss you, I love you, not like super like I don't know, Rico Suave with his words. <laughs> but <laughs> I can see that. Yeah. He's like he's pretty like even across the board mm-hmm. when it comes to like how he talks. Yes. And he texts me, I miss you. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, no, you don't. I was like, this isn't real. I was like, you're joking. So then I texted him the next day. I was like, haha, that was funny. And he's like, no, I really do. I was like, oh, you miss me? I was like, oh, that's a 180 from like us being friends. It felt like something different. By the end of that tour, he met me in Vegas. Our last show was in Vegas. He met me in Vegas. And basically asked me to be his girlfriend. And he's like, we're going to work this out. Like, I want to go for it. And I was like, whoa, okay. I mean, I still live in L.A. and you still live in Utah, but I guess we can try to figure this out. And he's like, I told him, I was like, I don't plan on moving back to Utah. He's like, okay, well, then I guess it's me moving to L.A. So we did long distance for six months. And then our good friend Gary, (laughs) me and Gary came together. (laughs) We're like, okay, how do we get Drew to L.A.? Gary got him a job. So he could like pack up and leave right away. And on Valentine's Day, we drove his car from Utah to L.A. And then he moved here. And then that was 
don't know, four and a half years ago. Oh, my God. Yeah. So before that moment of him telling you that he wanted to be an item, yeah. were you guys hooking up before then? No. N- nothing? We had, I think we had, like, kissed. Okay. Nothing. Yeah. You kissed, and you had no attachment to anything? No. Because we, I think we had kissed, like, a while ago on, like, Christmas. It was snowing. It was super cute. I think it was just, like, in the moment. But then from there, it was still... He didn't want it to be married. So I just, we had like intimate moments, but it was never like, I don't know. The attachment wasn't there, I don't think, on either part until it was like timing. And he kind of made the decision that he was wanting to this to work or he saw a future enough to change how he felt, which is kind of freaked me out. It was like, you were so anti-marriage to then you want to be with me and you know that I want marriage and a family and I guess he wanted that too and so we hadn't been hooking up we hadn't we had kissed a couple times but it was nothing yeah Yeah, I think what you said about there being no pressure yeah I think that's uh that's a recipe for success because anytime there is pressure or force I feel like that's the quickest way to ruin a relationship well (laughs) people don't thrive off of that well and I've seen it through even some friends they like from the get-go they want something to happen so badly that you almost sabotage which sucks like Mm -hmm. and you're like rooting from the sideline being like no like don't do it don't sabotage but it happens like there's stress involved in relationships and even after you are together it still can be super stressful and you can still sabotage but from the beginning starting with like a base layer of friendship without anything involved really helped at least me because I, w- I don't know, there was something about knowing him beforehand that helped have like an open and honest communication from the beginning. There were, yeah, the pressure just wasn't there, which was nice. Right. And you yeah. guys have a friendship <clears throat> foundation, yeah. which I think is very important for yeah. a solid long-term relationship or marriage. Yeah. Mutual respect. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's talk about you, your uh, travel. Travel schedule is yes. very demanding. Yeah, it's a lot. You're gone maybe probably half the, half the year. Like if you add it all together, it's probably half the year. Half the year. And Drew stays in L.A. teaching for most of the year, yeah. right? So how does he feel about you taking off all the time? In the beginning, well, what's interesting, like I finished that tour that we like decided we were going to be boyfriend and girlfriend. And a month and a half later booked a three-year contract with Jennifer Lopez. So my dream relationship and my dream job happened at basically the same time. And for the J-Lo gig, I was going to be in Vegas for a lot of the year and for months at a time. Luckily, Drew's great about it. Like, he, he knows that it's what I like and it's what I like to do and if you're happy, then, like, you come home happy. So if I'm doing something that makes me happy, I come home and I'm happy to be with him. But I'm not saying that it was easy because it's not. Traveling and being away and demanding hours, like, with the JLo gig, I'd be working from, we'd have rehearsal at 10 a.m. and we'd do a show and we'd done at 2 a.m. And in that time, there's not a ton of time for me to give to him. Yeah. Luckily, he's confident and, like, strong enough in who he is that he doesn't need the validation from me or us talking all the time for us to know that, like, okay, we're we're in this together. But 
when it comes to traveling, he's great about it. I mean, he's down to drive me to the to LAX, which shows that he yes, <laughs> he loves me. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Picking up and dropping off at LAX is the worst, and he was always down to do it. And I was like, you're a good one. Like that's a it takes a gem of a person to want to rough the LAX. I don't that, know that whole ramp, it's like a, yeah, yeah it's the crazy. weaving. But yeah. he's been, yeah, he's when it comes to me traveling, he's just excited. He wants me to be happy, and so if that means that I'm gone, we just enjoy our time together, and we try to like make the most of it, even if it's just sitting on the couch together. We don't have to be doing anything, but quality time is his love language. So when we are together, we try to, I don't know, be together. But me being gone, it didn't really, he was okay with it. Okay. Yeah. What about you? Did you ever wish that he could travel with you? Every single time. Yeah. If he could just come with me everywhere. And I don't know. We live off of my money and he just doesn't have a job. And it's just the perfect scenario for me. But, um, yeah. I In Vegas especially because I'd, I'd check into a hotel for 30 nights and I'd be there the whole time. I mean, L.A. and Vegas are pretty close, but it's still a trip. Those were probably the hardest. When I go to studios and, like, teach on convention, it's not the same. I'm working the whole time, and it's for, like, a weekend. But doing a job in Vegas where I'm there, I have a lot of time off. All I want is to be hanging out with him when I'm not working. But I think there had to be a realization that he has a life, too, outside of me. So it can't be... I have free time. That means you need to hang out with me because sometimes it doesn't line up. And I think that was the hardest thing for me to realize is I was like, I have free time. Come to Vegas. He's like, I have a job. And I'm like, so <laughs> like, come on, like come hang out. And he did a lot. He actually drove to Vegas a lot and roughed the holiday weekend driving through Vegas, which is awful. But he did it. And I don't know. I wish... Yeah, I still wish when I travel that he could just come hang out with me. But I'm working the whole time. So he even says, he's like, I would totally come, but we wouldn't even hang out. Like, I wouldn't see you. Right. I'm like, you're right. Right. But So what about, like, the industry parties and stuff? Does he have any interest in that kind of life? There's a part of Drew, so he's a teacher. But on the side, he, like, produces music as, like, a hobby. So there's a part of him that I think would enjoy those parties. We've gone to some really epic birthday parties and, like, award show after parties and he's come with me and I don't know there's there's part of the industry that feels like it's a lot of networking and for him we both enjoy like real like friends that doesn't feel like work and yeah. so sometimes these parties can feel like work and I don't know he's he's down to come he's down to hang out we always have a great time but if I'm going to be there to work he's like I want to let you work you do your thing I'll see you at home in our pajamas and I'm like it's a it's a good balance of both we've had some really fun parties and we've also I've also gone on my own I enjoy getting dressed up and wearing yeah the heels and things but and he's like he's always down to go but he's not pushing to be like I want to go to all the parties he's like if you want me there I'm there if you want to do it on your own you do it so he's supportive yeah <laughs> number good, one thing yeah <laughs> I think another that's good like, sign of a good partner yeah and I think especially with having a career as a woman having a supportive husband has to be like probably my top thing right with him it's like he's supportive for whatever I want to do okay so for uh when you are networking and things like that so you have 
colleagues or friends that you do that with. Yeah. So is that fulfilling to you to have a group of friends that can meet, can be with you for that? Yeah. Well, I mean, your husband's not. When he's not there, I mean, he's, Drew can talk to anyone. Drew can have a conversation with anyone. If you're famous, it does not. Like, he's really good about not getting starstruck. I think he told me the only person, if he met Jay-Z, he'd probably, like, lose his mind. But everyone else, he's like, they're just people. (laughs) I don't know why he puts Jay-Z on his pedestal. (laughs) He loves him. But, yeah, he's just, he's good with whatever I end up doing. And having, I do have a group of friends. We all are in the same industry or similar industries. So if I was going to go to some after party and he's like, he's about it. He would go. It'd be great. He could network with me. He could be my sidekick. He's really good at that. He's really, he's just really easy to talk to, which if I'm stressed out about maybe something or someone that's important to me, he's good about like, oh, I'll just go chat with him. And I'm like, really? He's like, (laughs) yeah, they're just people. And I'm like, you're right. They are. They're just people. It's just networking. We're just talking. But I do have a group of friends that can come with me and would be all down to go to all the parties, all the extravagant events, and he'd be down to not go. He's Yeah, makes it easy. Okay, and then when you guys are home together, besides just hanging out in PJs, what else do you guys like to do together? We love TV shows. So when I'm not traveling, I really love to do the bare minimum, like the least amount of stuff possible. Um, we ride our bikes. We go on long bike rides. That's like our new thing is bikes. What else do we do? I mean, I cook. We have a good combination of I cook, he cleans, which makes the house great. (laughs) A nice working house situation. We go to the beach a lot. (laughs) If you're there with us. Yeah, we all, we, we, if we're not at home, we're at what they call the pitch, (laughs) aka where they play soccer on the beach. He loves, yeah, we love like hanging out outside, doing like stuff. We're not like a adventure couple we like to camp but we like to just do like we read together we'll sit by each other and do stuff but just sit by each other like I paint he reads he reads I sleep <laughs> it's like simple which simple is, yeah that's really nice and Drew I like to say so Drew is friends with my husband Pete as well yeah. this that's how I met Whitney yeah and I do feel that all the guys in that group are pretty similar. Yes. They're very grounded, very even keel. Yeah. Steady career. Yeah. Supportive. The most supportive. And all the wives are very career, career free spirited yes. women who are bossy. And <laughs> Really, though, isn't it so interesting? Like, <laughs> I was thinking about that probably the last time we were all hanging out at the beach. I was like, all the guys are the same and the women are talking about, like, what more are we going to do with our career? And the guys are like, you got it, girls. Like, (laughs) go do it. Yes. But it's so nice. But there's something to be said there about the compatibility and the practicality behind that. Because that, I don't, I feel like we didn't choose our partners based on like, oh, you did that. I should do that too. It just, it naturally kind of worked out that way for all of us. And then they surround themselves with like-minded individuals. They're all the same. They're like, that's so funny. That you say that. <laughs> now I'm thinking of everyone that we've like hung out with. They're like, they all like to play soccer. They like to kick the ball around mm-hmm. and they like to support their wives. Yeah. <laughs> it's like what they do. Yeah. Good That's guys. Nice. Very patient. patient. I feel like they're all very patient too. with all of us. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Before you and Drew started hanging out, did you date a lot while you were? Wor- well, like, I was out even, here. 
You were out here, but yeah. you were working a lot. So did you yes. have a chance to date? Um, I dated. I I wouldn't say that I was like a I was never a relationship person, but I liked dating, and I was so focused on my career. So like, if I met someone. I was never going to put them first. Is that bad to say? No. No. I was I, also young. Like, yeah. You I was really you. young. Yeah. And at that point, I was like, if you interfere with my career path, this isn't going to work out anyway. So I was just like, I was just like so narrow focused as to what I wanted to do and where I saw myself going that they felt like a distraction. So I never put a ton of effort into relationships until I felt like, my career was on a path that like was moving without me having to like grind constantly. So, but yeah, I did date and, but not often. Uh, a couple guys here and there. Yeah. And did you have a type before Drew? <sighs> yes. I had a very specific type. Drew, let's see, let's describe Drew. Drew okay. is six, one, six, two. And like really long skinny legs love him (laughs) love those legs and every guy I dated before was very big think like linebacker big okay and they were mostly black guys like I had a very specific like it was I don't know how that worked out and I never really asked them like because it was never me approaching it was always them approaching me and being like, I like you. But they all ended up like the, being the same, the same type, type of guy. Okay. And then what about like emotionally? Was there any patterns there with guys you would date? They were all really kind, like really, really supportive. I think that across the board, I've had guys that are always gung ho about me and my career, even at like the detriment of them, which the guys in the beginning before Drew, like they weren't coming first anyways. So. They were supportive. They wanted to hang out with me, but I just didn't want to put the effort in, <laughs> which yeah. I mean. Because you were clear. You had yeah. clarity of what you yeah. wanted. And I think they understood, but they all, they were all really kind and they were all really fun. Like they were fun guys. I had a, like a lot of fun with them. I didn't see a future, which is probably why I wasn't so like wanting to invest in them or take my eyes off like the prize right my career was my prize and so I don't know there was an element to I'm close with my family and bringing like I was living in LA which is a different world than Utah and whenever I'd meet a guy they were always super nice but there was an element that's like am I like do I see a future enough to like introduce you to that part of who I am which is my family And I think I just, it was like, I just want to focus on my career. And I just didn't want to dive deep into anything. But they were all really, really nice guys. And yeah, there's actually one of the guys I had dated, me and Drew ran into him. He was working at a bar and he actually like introduced him to like, he was so kind. He's like, oh my gosh, is this your boyfriend? So nice to meet you. Like bought us a round of drinks and like, chatted with us for a bit and I was like okay great like I I was so nervous I saw him in there I was like oh no I have like my man and like my ex and they're in the same spot and I mean luckily my ex is a good guy he was really nice and he was no hard feelings yeah that's good I mean that says a lot about you too for who you choose yeah because I feel like well again that's mutual respect yeah 
I think that's a big part of it is like res just respecting people for what they want and who they are. Mm -hmm. but, yeah. Exes. <laughs> always so fun. <laughs> sad at the same time. Like always, I don't know. You want to have, I think you talked about it on your Instagram. You were talking about like relationships with your exes. My real relationships, like we're not going to go back into like high school because that's basically that's like, a different That's time. a different world. <laughs> but like any guy I dated out in LA, like there was never any like hard feelings or bad blood, which was so nice. Yeah. It just like ended. And I think because I communicated like what I wanted or what I didn't want. And like, hey, this isn't going to work out. I think you're great. I think you're amazing. But this is what I want or this is because I think when Drew started coming back into my life, like when I was on tour and I was talking to one of them and Drew came back and I was like, I think I need to put all my eggs in one basket. Let me just like, I don't want to string him along. And so I kind of told him, I was like, hey, I'm talking to someone that is probably going to end up pretty serious. I wanted to let you know. I'm so sorry if this comes at a surprise, but I have a relationship I want to invest in and I'm sorry, it's not you. Like, <laughs> sorry. Like, I felt like I was on the bachelorette. Really, like, no, no more roses to give out. <laughs> like, but, yeah. Yeah, not so too bad. clarity and communication. Yeah. You touched on communication, too. I think those yeah. two are very important if yes. you want to create respectful relationships. Yes. Even if it doesn't work out, right? Yes. And I think even in that point, when you know it's not going to, like, let them go. Yeah. Save time. Yes. Save their time Energy. too. That's so much like straining. Yeah. <laughs> Makes you sad. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to be sad. <laughs> okay. So you have a lot of dancer friends. Mm -hmm. Are any of them married to other dancers as well or other people in the industry? Like old roommates of mine. We're, it's like a little trio of us girls. We all met each other on a job. Really great friends. Stood with me at the wedding. Yeah. Um, they're both married. I was the last one out of all three of us to get married. Uh, one of them actually is married to her partner on the job we all met on. So she met, she was partnered with her now husband on a job. Really epic. That's a cute so story. So cute. Like perfect, like fairy tale meat. Um, the other one is married to a lawyer and she's a performer, singer, dancer. Everyone else, I feel like. I think it's pretty rare to see, at least for dancers, for or at least in my close circle, I don't know many that are with dancers or even in, with someone that's in, let's say, a singer and a dancer. Everyone else is pretty much out of, I think the other closest one is maybe like a manager of artists and a dancer. That's still kind of in the same world. But only one in my close friends that's a dancer and a dancer. Okay. I was just curious if there's any patterns yeah. in terms of, I mean, because everyone needs different things. And maybe yeah. if someone wants someone to fully understand what they're yeah. doing and all that, they would choose a dancer, someone yeah. who's in the same industry. Yeah. For Drew and I, I think that's something in the beginning that maybe was a struggle where we like butt heads is I expected him to know how the industry worked without fully explaining or him having any idea, you know, like being a high school teacher, there's like, a structure and everyone basically knows what goes into being a teacher but not everyone knows what goes into being a backup dancer or someone working with artists so for me I liked the idea I'm a really competitive person so having like I just could never date 
in my industry, I don't know if it was because I was like, I don't want to come home and talk about dance or work. I want to come home and talk about life (laughs) rather than work. And that was maybe just for me. I know it works for other people, but something to think about. And even friends of mine that I've talked to, they're like, yeah, it's nice that I can come home and not talk about what I did all day or not dissect it the way you would if you knew what goes into it, like the ins and outs of like rehearsals or jobs or contracts or all of like the stressful parts of being a dancer. You can come home and like, ugh, like leave it at the door and not have it be a part of your everyday routine at home. And I, I liked that. It was nice. <laughs> I can understand that. My mom always told me that because she, her and my dad worked together and they, I mean, they owned two businesses together yeah. and ultimately they, they got divorced. Yeah. And my mom just <laughs> always said like she hated that he would never stop talking about work after yeah. they got home. She needed that separation. Because they were so intertwined. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I don't know if I could. Yeah. That's <laughs> but, hard. Yeah. Unless your your identity is completely wrapped up in, yeah. you know, what you do and you want that 24-7, yeah. which maybe some people do. Well, and now that I think about it, one of my, like, mentors that I work with a lot, they are creative directors for JLo, Nappy Tabs. They're, like, a big couple that choreographs and creates direct, like, together. They're, like they have like a working relationship that they're so intertwined like they're a package deal and it seems like to work like they have a very successful business that they run and it's all like napoleon and tabitha is nappy tabs okay (laughs) like it's their brand like they're known to be together all the time and i'm like it seems to work like good for you i i don't think i could do that but i don't know that just seems like a Okay, so for people who do have a very demanding career and they would also like to find their life partner, mm-hmm. what piece of advice would you give to them? Like what to look yeah, for? what to look for. Or what to get clear on. I think allowing yourself to think outside the box of what you're used to. I think for me, like I said, I had one specific type. So I only expected guys like that to really like me because they were the only ones approaching me in that way or in a relationship romantic type of way. But the second I like allowed myself to think of something different, create a relationship with someone that I was anti-future with and let it blossom how it was supposed to, it turned out to be the best thing for me and now I'm married to him. So, I mean, everyone has like a checklist of like what they want in their person. I just don't know. For me, I just didn't see that being realistic. I couldn't, yes, I want him to be nice. Yes, I want him to be driven, but he may not be driven the same way I am. It may be in a different way or maybe, I don't know. I just, I think I took expectations off of what I needed or what I thought I, what I thought I needed. Because Drew is what I didn't know that I needed. And he ended up being everything, right? So take a couple check marks off of your list of what you need yeah. for a guy. And it sounds like you're saying telling people to stay open. Yes. Stay, stay open as open as possible. And not too rigid. Because I think humans, you tend to go to what's familiar. Mm-hmm. 
So whatever feels familiar, whatever you're used to. Comfortable. That usually feels good, too, in some sense when it is. Yeah. However, I always say there's there's a difference between what you want and what you need. Sometimes. Yes. (laughs) Sometimes it doesn't match. Yeah. And so you might think you want a type A guy that's driven and, and, you know, inspires you in that way and you can talk business ideas or whatever. But what do you need? You know, like, yeah. what do you need emotionally? Because if you need emotionally someone who's very patient yeah. and supportive, most likely, like, what, you have to weigh out wh- which yeah. one's more important to you. Well, and longevity-wise, too. Like, yes, long term. Right, right now, or ask me five years ago, I wanted someone that was like, go do this, do that, you can do this, and pushing me in, like, all these different directions. But at a certain point, it's like, okay, I need to, I want, let's say, like, a friend me and my friend do that. I don't want that every day of like, what more can you do? How can you make money? How can, like that type A personality of someone that's like, go, 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 go. Instead of me deciding that for myself, like having, I just, I don't even know where I was going with that. Uh, just, I, uh, <laughs> well, you, uh, yes, I feel like we were there and I'm like, <laughs> well, think, thinking about the qualities you would want. For someone long term, yes. could be different from someone who you is want. a fling. Yes, because a fling while you're on tour in Europe will be different. <laughs> yes. Could be different yeah. from the person that you marry. Like right? you want to that have one forever, right? Because that one can be fiery and whatever, <laughs> epic in the moment. But <laughs> right, do you want to do that forever? Do you want that push and pull forever? The up and down, the roller coaster. Probably right. not. Right, it's not for me. Right. Some people they're addicted to that. Yeah, and me, but I also think I know, like I know a few people that love the roller coaster, the highs, the lows, and I'm like, it like is exhausting. It is exhausting. It's like running a marathon long term for thirty years. For, <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Right. <laughs> right. So yeah, I mean, I'm similar to you in that I think in thirty years, like, would I be wanting to have yeah. these kind of conversations? Do I want to be fighting about this kind of stuff yeah. in 30 years? Yeah. Like, what kind of fights do I want? Yeah. And also realizing, and this might be off topic, but I feel like we should say it. I had unrealistic expectations from like Disney romantic movies. And I thought for sure that's how they worked. Oh, all of us. <laughs> and if you, you, if you love Disney it. too. Yes, like we you. love that fairy tale, oh, if, easy it story. It messes you up. It does. <laughs> like I'm getting older, I'm like, dang it! Like Cinderella really <laughs> when messed you, it up for me, right? Like, when you go back and watch it as an yes, adult now, I'm like, no wonder I was just so picky. It's like, I as a kid, I'm loving all of the princesses and them being swept off their feet. And Drew even calls me out. He's like, "This isn't the movies. Like relationships are not like the movies." And I just think for so long, I expected them to be. Maybe that's another piece of advice. I would give is don't expect what you see in on film. Right. Like cartoons, Disney movies, or romantic comedies. Like, yes, there's bits and pieces of that that exist, but real long-term life relationships don't work like that. At least not every day. They can have those moments. You can have really epic, beautiful, romantic dinners on the beach. But, like, every day, the, like, nitty-gritty of what real life is it's not a movie right right and also a calmness yeah to it versus the uh, the romanticized like butterflies mm-hmm. too well i mean you can have those feelings too but 
I feel like the underlying feeling of a healthy long-term relationship, there's the underlying feeling of calmness. Calm, yes. And that's... And safety. And I think that's probably the easiness, the calmness, the like... Uh, it felt like a sigh of relief being around Drew when like life is crazy. Being with him was like uh, a nice deep breath, which in turn I was like, I want this forever. I want that like calm, easy, grounded, groundedness as my everyday when the world, I mean, the world right now is a little crazy. And so having someone that's like, we don't even have to have long, deep conversations about life. We could sit next to each other, not even say anything. And just like, he just like has his hand on my leg. And it's like, that's, that's all I want. <laughs> like, that's all I need. Like, I'm good on my own. And I think being like a career driven woman, I am good on my own. I don't need you, but I love having you in my world. Yes. <laughs> in my, like sitting next to me on the couch. Yes. <laughs> it seems like it's always been very healthy. With you, I think because of the clarity, too. Yeah. I don't want it to come across as though it's been like, oh, this epic, beautiful, like, star-studded journey. Because there were times when I was gone that I wasn't always the best with communicating. And it's, I think, something that continually evolves as we evolve as a couple, as people. Like, life changes. And even being stuck at home for six months, like, there's different parts of us that are... I'm still learning about him, and I think it'll happen forever. And communication styles, like, when I'm stressed out, I don't know how to speak to people, like, okay. especially to him. Uh, in that you retreat or? Yes. Okay. I, I, like, internalize it because I think when it has to do with work, I'm like, let me figure this out in my head instead of talking it out to him. And he's like, what's going on? I'm like, one sec, let me work this through. Like, but it wasn't always like that. It wasn't always, especially when I was really stressed out, like, on a job. It wasn't always easy for me to communicate because I thought he didn't understand because he wasn't in the same world I was when it's just a human thing. Like, regardless if he's a dancer or not, I'm stressed out at work. I can tell you about it. But for some reason, there was part of me that was like, you just don't get it because you're not in the industry. But he was always willing to learn, which I was like, OK, he's always willing to understand. Even if he doesn't know now, I can communicate to him <laughs> how it works or but yeah, communication has gotten a lot better. I was not, yeah, I just didn't know how to communicate for a long time, but I do now. I'm working on it, yeah. And did you take classes or anything, or is it just kind of learning by... Learning by arguing. being, yeah, <laughs> by <laughs> arguing, or by him, I don't know, he's really patient and understanding, and he's a teacher. <laughs> so he's really good at communicating. He's really good. And so when I'm not very good, he can understand my communication styles and like he either meets me at my level or he like waits for me to join his level. <laughs> and it ends up working itself out. We have a communication style that now is like pretty healthy and like really works for us. Like just I think there was an added pressure once I decided that he was the one I wanted to go after. There was part of me that I was stressed, right? Like I was probably trying to sabotage it because it felt like something that could be long term. My communication shifted because I was worried of like my heart getting broken, right? Which then in turn, I wasn't communicating the same way. So in the beginning, we had this like solid base, which I think has kept us like great the whole time. But the second it turned into something like romantic, I was like, oh, now you're my boyfriend. Now, 
now there's all this stress. He's like, no, we're friends. Like, talk to me like a friend. And I think, I was like, okay, yeah, you're my boyfriend. I love you. But you're also my friend. And we've, you've known me since when I didn't like have teeth, you know? So (laughs) just like buck tooth Whitney. (laughs) Yeah. He just knew me at all the stages. So I wasn't embarrassed of like who I was. But communication hasn't always been easy. It's shifted a lot, and he's really great at it. And he's really great at communicating to me how to have healthy communication. Does that even make sense? Like, he's really good at directing the conversation so it is a healthy conversation instead of a big blowout fight, which those still happen. And then as often, which is great. (laughs) When you guys do have those, how do you resolve them? If in the moment we know we're not going to, like, see eye to eye, we, like, step away, we can talk about other things. We just can't talk about that. So we, like, take a breather. We're like, okay, we're not going to see eye to eye here. Like, maybe we wait till tomorrow morning or we wait for, like, an hour until we kind of resolve how we both feel and we can communicate it without, like, yelling it. Which, I don't know, there's something about, like, being a performer that I feel like when I'm... (laughs) angry I need to like perform it (laughs) which is so annoying but we have safe word it's like okay safe word like this is done we're gonna wait we're not gonna see eye to eye right now so safe word word we'll talk when we both feel like okay you ready to talk okay we'll talk about it and then it turns into a calm conversation instead of like (sighs) an angry one that's good because when it is I feel like when it is in that yelling angry mode it's You're not going to get anywhere. (laughs) You will not get anywhere. I mean, the only positive I can see is it's a release. But then you don't want to release it onto the person that you care about. Yes. And I think there were times, especially in the beginning, where we'd have an argument. It was directed at him, but it wasn't him. Right? Like, I would be upset at work. And he would say something. It had nothing to do with work. But I would already be on edge about an audition or something I was stressed out about. And I'd be like, oh, so stressed out. And he's like, but it's not about me, right? I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) And it would never be about him. So recognizing where, I don't know, the frustration came from has helped. Like now anything stress related at work, like I'll tell him, hey, this is about work. This has nothing to do with you. Let me just like vent. And he's just there. And he just lets me go. Which is great. Awesome. (laughs) So he's helped you out with communication. What do you think you've helped him out with? He started creating his own music after we started dating. So I feel like I had the creative bug like planted. He It was always in there. But I started giving him like tools to, hey, you could do something outside of what you've been doing. It could just be a hobby, which right now it's kind of just a hobby of him producing music. But one day in the future, maybe it's something more. And I think the creative like the ability to want to go past what feels comfortable because being from Utah, there's not a ton of people that are like, Hey, I'm not going to go to college. I'm just going to go for my dreams and then do everything you possibly can to do it. It's a lot of, Hey, you go to school, you do X. And that's a lot of the country. It's you go to school, you get a degree, you find a career in that degree and that's what you do. And I was like, I don't want to do that. (laughs) I want to do something else. And when we started dating, I was like, yeah, why don't you just like make your own music and record it? And even if it's just for you. And now he has a probably like 200 songs that are just sitting on his computer and he's starting to share them, which is exciting. But I think the creative side and the ability to see past what you're 
doing is something that I've done for him because it's what I did and I something that didn't seem super difficult for me I wanted him to be like hey you don't have to be a t I, he loves teaching I'm not taking away from his teaching but you don't just because that's the career path at one point that doesn't mean it has to be your life path you could shift I mean we've talked about this like you went from being a photographer to writing a book and now we're sitting on your podcast like yes. it's amazing <laughs> and I think something yeah that I've done for him is allowing him to see something past what he's done or you're a teacher that means you're a teacher forever you don't have to do that one thing forever and even as a couple we're like like the options are endless you don't have to do one thing just because you've done it forever you don't have to stay there you can evolve yes as a person and as a couple that's so funny because your relationship <laughs> dynamic, as I'm listening to you speak, is so similar <laughs> really? to ours. <laughs> yeah, because Pete's more practical. He went to school for accounting. He mm -hmm. does numbers. Um, he used to be a CFO of a restaurant group. And he's always just viewed it as that's what I do. That's work. Yeah. But not so much, as you said, like the creative of the possibility of can that morph into something else? Yeah. So it's not just, you know, a job and in this box yeah. you can basically create the path that you want if it doesn't exist you could make it happen like and I don't think before I before Drew and I started dating I don't think he ever saw anything past being a teacher for him so I I purchased like a little it's like a little creation like soundboard like a mini one it's super tiny and I remember I was like you could just start you don't even have to keep this or do anything with it but Here's something. I know you like making music. Here you go. And it was like the start of now he has a full like production studio in our house <laughs> that has like it's it takes up our living room, which is great. He's and I to be a DJ. Yes, we have a DJ board. We both learned we started learning how to be DJs at the beginning of quarantine. That's cute. And it's just he keeps me grounded and I keep him like up in the clouds. Like I'm like, what more? Okay, what else can we do? How about we uh, move to Berlin and open a coffee shop? And he's like, what? <laughs> I'm like, why not? Does he ever ask you questions that are more, because if you're the idea person, he does it to me out of, I think he does it out of curiosity, but sometimes I call it like a dream killer. Because the question, <laughs> you know, I'm like, yes. why don't we do this? That, and he's like, how are you going to make money doing that? And I'm like, I haven't thought of the plan yet, but can you just, be excited yes. for my idea. Yeah, like, <laughs> like I'm just going to spitball here and I want you to be along with it. And he's like, but like, what time, what place? Yes. <laughs> How much is this going to cost? Linear, I'm like, I don't care. Linear. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Pete and Drew are similar. But I, it is nice to see he's now way more creative and now he's like, we should get a drone and start just filming stuff. And I was like, great. It's like, so now we're going to just have a production that's like cute. company. That's, well, I saw yeah. you guys helped a friend with a TikTok video. Yes. Both of you, both of you did yeah. it together. I like he shot it. He has all the like stuff. He has so much stuff that he can create with now. That I don't know why we haven't done that before. But yeah, I choreographed and like directed it, and he shot it, and we were like a little team. It was great, and now we want to do it all the time. That's awesome. Yeah. So you you got a glimpse of working together, yes. and it went well. Yeah. Okay. And it helped with our communication. At home. We got home and I was like, that was great. Let's do it all the time. Oh, that's yes. awesome. <laughs> yeah. I really, I really admire couples that are, that work well together. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't know if I 
currently would work well with, with Pete. <laughs> it's just our the way that we tackle things. It, I mean, in one sense, it's really good because we have different skills. Yes. But I think I need to work on my patience because, yeah. I mean, for example, if we're putting together a piece of furniture, I cannot watch him put it together. Hmm. I have to be in the other room. You're kidding. Yeah, because I can't zip it. And I mean, I, oh. I I like to be efficient and just, of course, this goes here. And he's opening up the instructions. And to like, me, it's slow. Yeah. Which is fine. I mean, who cares? You're just, you know, putting together a, a dresser. <laughs> you say that. And then I remember Drew and I have a rule when we're driving. If someone's driving, whoever's in the passenger seat cannot talk. Can't. There can't. You can't say anything about the driving. You can't. You can't comment. There's no comment from the co-pilot. There's no comments. <laughs> I think that's a good rule. I need to implement that. More so for myself. I'm more... Oh, well, oh I talk constantly. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> but he's like, rules. <laughs> Boundaries. There's a line here. <laughs> Mine's more gasps. Like, <gasps> oh, I do that too. It's just so dramatically. <laughs> and he's like, we're fine. But yet I'm like driving like a maniac. I'm like, we're fine. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, um, my very last question is, what made you choose Drew? I think over everything, he has amazing qualities. Like, if you were to list off, like, the checklist of Drew's qualities, the reason I chose him and the reason that I'm going to continue to choose him forever is the fact that he, it was easy. And it wasn't complicated. And he's, like, before anything, he's my best friend. And I chose him because he... He loves me for me, not for an idea of me. And, yeah, you brought it up. He makes me feel calm. When the world is crazy, he's like, he's calm. I love it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much thank for you. sharing about this and um, giving an insight into what it's really like to balance a relationship, that it's not always easy, and then also mm -hmm. giving listeners maybe an idea of what to look for in terms of what they need, you know, yeah. and what to be open to in order to create that relationship that they want. Oh, well, thank you for having me, Cece. This is so much fun. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for listening, everyone. If you've enjoyed the show, please give it five stars and write a review. It helps my rankings, and I really, really appreciate it. And if you're interested in my book to read or gift to a friend, it's called Show Up, Finding Love for Independent Women, and it's available on Amazon. Have a great day.